Hi everyone, welcome to Conference Call, your official unofficial guide for the Europa Conference League by Babagol. I'm Yossi Medina, editor-in-chief and writer in Babagol. Right next to me, our European football expert, Eden Reutfarb. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Yossi. How are you? I'm good. We're happy to be here once again. Indeed. A long winter break, World Cup break, any other break you would like to have. <laughs> uh, how was your time off? Just a few crazy months, especially with the World Cup. But we're back to the real thing. I think we missed the Conference League. We missed this, this show and everything. And like, we just need to refresh our minds a little bit about what happened. And we'll be back on track immediately. Yes, Daniel Messi and Argentina is good. Conference League is better. So, 24 teams left in the journey to the final in Prague on June. Uh, 16 of them will play in the knockout stage. That's why we are here. Uh, the eight runner-ups, as well as eight new clubs that joined us from the Europa League. As we said, they are joining the best European football competition, uh, not only in Europe, but in the whole world. So, no cut stage. Uh, things are getting more important, more serious. Uh, so this time we will not pick any game. We will talk about every game, actually. Uh, I decided to order it by the groups we had in the Conference League uh, because maybe some people forgot what we had and we had a great action in the last uh, match day and not only the last match day, during the whole uh, group stage. So we're starting with Group A. Uh, Fiorentina finished second in, the, in that group. Uh, Basak Shehir was the first team. Uh, they played with Hearts and RFS. It was an interesting group. Yes, actually it was. Uh, they will face Braga, a strong European side. Uh, Braga finished third in the Europa League after the two unions, mm. uh, Union Saint-Gilloise and Union Berlin. Um, how do you estimate the, this match? I think we're, we're starting off with the best match of, of this round. The strongest teams that we could expect. I really think that um, both of these teams, if it, they wouldn't meet each other, we could have seen this game in a, in a much later round. Two of these teams can, can say that they can go all the way, and I'm sure that they want to go all the way. That's like one of their goals. So this this should be a banger. Yeah, of course. Braga in the last years are, I would say, playing a lot of knockout stage matches. Last year they reached the quarterfinals in the Europa League. I think that Braga is a, some kind of a Europa League material, but actually the Conference League can be a real massive uh, competition for them. They can reach the, la the latest stages. I think that even they can maybe reach the, the final in Prague. Do you think so? I don't see any reason why not, except the fact that they're facing they're Fiorentina, Fiorentina right now. The, the, but, it's a minor thing. But, but in general, yeah, we know their European history, 2011 uh, Europa League final. Uh, I remember them quarterfinals of Europa League a few times. I don't think just last year. I think that happened a few times. Champions League, only one group stage, but still, uh, um, they also have a really strong season in Portugal. Um, they seem like they, they just beat Benfica in the, in the Portuguese Cup. And they seem to be a threat even in the Portuguese League for, for next year's Champions League. Uh, so I think they really feel good about themselves this season. Yeah, of course. For those who are not familiar with Braga, uh, we should mention the, the Hortas, uh, mm -hmm. Ricardo and his brother Andre, the two leading players of uh, Braga. We love brothers. Uh, also the, the veteran uh, Bruma, 
who's still playing and a lot of interesting players uh, in that stage um, they, they just signed PZ who played for Benfica for many years in the Champions League uh, I think he was brought from somewhere around in the Gulf uh, now back to Braga he can also bring some experience yeah of course and Fiorentina we've been talking about them more than once here they want to continue the Italian legacy of the competition yeah for sure and they saw what Roma did last year they they, they tell themselves why not us this time uh, I think one of their most interesting names is one of the players that has been talked about the most during our break before our break he was just another Serie A player just another player but Sofian Amrabat after this World Cup suddenly Barcelona is interested and everyone's talking about him team of the tournament and all he plays for Fiorentina the conference league producing us the hot prospects we and the hot signings of the winter we'll talk later about some players that wouldn't be here um, so yeah let's say that in every match the Europa League uh, third place will host the first leg so mm. this time we are in the Stadio Municipal in uh, Braga the one with the the mountains in the side yeah, great scenery from Euro 2004 yeah of course of course of course so let's move on to group B uh, that was uh, Anderlecht that made a great finish a second place after West Ham uh, they had amazing run, run in the last rounds uh, finishing before Silkeborg and FCSB their opponents The Bulgarian side, the Ludogorets, mm. uh, third in the Europa League uh, group. After Real Betis and the reigning uh, Europa Conference League champions and title holders, AS Roma. What can we say about this match? Well, let's start with Anderlecht because we followed them this season during the group stage. This is, a, this is a really tough year for them uh, in the league. And in Europe, they also started in the group stage pretty poorly. And we said, look, they, they must qualify for the next round. They did it. But there's a lot of chaos there, uh, manager-wise, manager player-wise. And to make matters even worse, they, they look at um, their former manager from last year, Vincent Company, doing a great season in Burnley. So maybe they, they like ask themselves, What's wrong with us? What's, what's going wrong in this team that used to be a European giant? Um, but again, they qualified eventually. They are here. Uh, but they, they should go even more. This is not enough for them. Yeah, and uh, they have a new manager. Uh, in the last rounds of the group stage, they had a caretaker manager. During the uh, World Cup break, they appointed a new manager, Brian Riemer, a former Brentford assistant manager, that mm -hmm. will make his European debut in that match. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, Ludogorets is also is a name that is uh, traveling around the, the European competitions for a decade, something like that. Uh, don't have such a really big success, not going to the later stages. I think they have a chance here to, to make history and reach the, the round of 16 because of the situation of Anderlecht. Um, It yeah. seems that they, they couldn't ask for a better uh, a draw. And some of their names, Kirill Despodov and Anton Edliakov, all the Bulgarians' uh, legends. A, a bit less Brazilians than they used to have. Yeah, of course. Uh, We remember. One, two, three, <laughs> four, 
Five Brazilians. Five. Five. That's, five that's Brazilians, modest. One from Angola, two from Portugal, and one from Guinea-Bissau. I think they yeah. is still speaking Portuguese. But it's modest compared to the eight, nine they had in the. We remember the talks about they had a, a Brazilian clique in the in the dressing room and all that. Um, Ludogorets is one of those teams that that they fit to this level of this, uh, you know, like Cluj and, and those teams uh, that we we can we can we might see them next year and and the year after in this competition. Uh, but this is their debut in the Conference League, first time they haven't been uh, with us last year. So this is uh, so welcome to Ludogorets. And uh, you know, there's a saying. I think also the no CSK yeah. Sofia uh, was last year, so they are not the first yeah. Bulgarian club. Uh, you know, there's a saying, uh, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. I, I think it's from uh, WWE or something like that. <laughs> uh, and Ludogorets beat AS Roma, our Conference League champions. They beat them in, in the group stage this year in Europa League. So maybe this can be an interesting fact for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll follow on uh, this match and to Group C. Uh, we, another group that we followed carefully. Uh, Lech Poznan made a shocking last round, defeated Villarreal and finished second. Uh, left behind Apol Beersheva and Austria Vienna and their opponents, a familiar conference league name, Bodeglimt, uh, could handle Arsenal PSV Eindhoven in the Europa League uh, group stage. Uh, last year they reached the quarters, eliminated by uh, Roma. We missed Budo. Oh, we absolutely did. I think it was a lot to ask from them to, to handle Arsenal and PSV, two teams with great seasons. Uh, so I don't think this is a knock on, on them to, to finish third in that group and be here. Uh, and that's also a reason why not to underestimate them. They, obviously, this is not the same team that we knew last year or from two years ago. They have these very fast cycles of a good year, a good half or half a, half a year, a year. Then they sell the players, they bring on the new ones, and you know it just continues that and way. And this time they also... Uh Two major players left, two key players, Ola Solbach and joined Roma, mm -hmm. and Nikita Haikin, the legendary goalkeeper, mm -hmm. uh, left for Bristol City. Interesting one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because it's not seem that it's the same body glimpse that we saw in the first stages, but it was the same situation in the last year Then they ended in the quarterfinals. So I don't really know... What to expect from uh, the Norwegian side? Yes, but but again, you you have Lek Poznan and Lek are uh, improved their past four or five months, ex even excluding the the break, was pretty good. The way they finished the the, the group, the way they are doing in the league, uh, barely losing any games. That's a contrast to how they started the season. So this is going to be a strong game, and it's important to remember that Bodo Glimt did not play a game, an official game for a long time now. Lek Poznan are back into action. This could play uh, a factor, not in, just, not in just this game only, also in later games. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, moving on to match number four, Group D. Uh, we are talking about uh, Partizan Belgrade. Uh, they had a really tough group. Uh, at the end, they finished second. Uh, behind Nice, that are waiting uh, in the round of 16, while Köln and Slovatsko eliminated, they will play against Sharif Tiraspol. They're having mm. the time of, of their life in uh, European uh, competition. Last year, they defeated Real Madrid Ooh. and uh, finished third in the Champions League group stage. We talked about Braga. Braga eliminated them last mm -hmm. year in the Europa League knockout stage. 
Uh, this time third place after Real Sociedad and Manchester United. Same, same situation. How, how can you... Um, United and Sociedad, that's too much, but Sharif Tiraspol, it's so interesting to see them here. You know what I like about them? They have so many... Uh, they have a, such a diverse squad in terms of nationalities. Just look at the, the flags over there. You have like all the African nations. We are all... Uh, for those who are not familiar with Eden... And actually with me also. <laughs> We're two flag enthusiasts, I will say. Yeah. I, I, will, I will read now the first 10 players in the list by the, the shirt number. Let's go. Moldova, Ghana, Zimbabwe, Bosnia, Burkina Faso, Senegal, Argentina, another Burkina, okay? And Niger. That's just the starting 11, correct? And it's, it's not getting better later. We have Nigerian and Brazilian, okay? Nice, interesting. We have here Kazakhstan and Gambia and Trinidad and Tobago. Can you imagine? And Gabi Kiki, legendary Gabi Kiki from Cameroon. <laughs> Can you imagine their locker room? The amount of cultures, the amount of different food, languages, sounds. It, it must be amazing to be there. But it's funny that usually the Moldovan players are just sitting on the bench, especially in Europe. Uh, so you just get a really, really interesting team. Mm -hmm. And Partizan Belgrade. Uh, the keeping on the uh, recent success of the Serbian clubs uh, in Europa and they are looking for uh, getting more points because we need to remember that in the next season two clubs from Serbia will participate in the Champions League one in the uh, in the group stage and one will be in the qualifiers Partizan probably will be the runner-ups no one can catch Cervena Zvezda and uh, they need the points to be in a better place, uh, but the club is not in a good uh, in a good form. Absolutely not. They just recently, uh, in Saturday, they lost 4-0 to Mlados Novi Sad, team from the bottom of the table. I spoke to uh, a few Partizan fans. They told me this is the worst loss in our history. It, it is that bad. I don't think they have ever uh, lost by a margin of four goals in the league. As far as I know, as from what I've read, no. They didn't have. It is incredible. Such a... It is incredible. Even to Zvezda, they, they, they didn't lose in this amount. So, uh, and the, the game was at home even. Uh, so absolute chaos in this team. But they can use uh, the Conference League for the points in the European rankings, but also to, to get back on track, to, to feel good again. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Yes, yes. But, but there is another story behind the scenes. Uh, breaking news from the recent really hours. Breaking news uh, was published a, a few hours before we are recording it. Uh, we know the situation in, in East Europe, Russia, Ukraine, we know that. But suddenly there are reports that Russia had plans to, to invade Moldova. As a result, the Moldovan uh, government all have resigned. Okay, until now it's interesting. Let's make it more interesting. In Moldova, there is a region in the, near the border with Ukraine that is known as pro-Russian. This area called Transnistria, if you want it in Russian, I know you want it, yeah. it's called Prednistrovo. And uh, the capital city of this region is Tiraspol. So Sharif Tiraspol is need to host in this situation. And in the last hours, we've been heard about rumors that uh, pro-Russian fans from Serbia will join Partizan Belgrade in their 
journey to Tiraspol. The Moldovan government decided to close the, the, the air. No one can pass through Moldova. And I, I, I don't know what, what, is, what is going to be there. A recent news I've heard, first of all, no crowd in the game at all. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. I don't know if uh, any partisan fans are already uh, in Tiraspol. I don't think they, they care. I, I have no idea, but this is, this is definitely a story to follow in the next few days leading up to the game. Um, is, is somehow there's a lot of drama around Serbian games, t team playing games. Uh, we no remember matter. It's okay. When it's about playing against Albania, okay. Against other ex-Yugoslav countries, okay. But <laughs> even they got involved into a Moldova-Russia situation. Everywhere. They are everywhere. It's amazing. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and we are from Russia to from Russia to <laughs> we spoke about the Russian situation, Russia Ukraine. So Dnipro Yedin, our favorites from uh, the group stage, another club we've been speaking about, finished second in Group E after Aze Alkmar and played also against Apollon Limassol and Vaduz. Uh, they will play against Aiklanaka, the same club that eliminated Dnipro in the Europa League playoffs. Uh, Aklanaka also played against another Ukrainian side this year, Dinamo Kiev, uh, in the Europa League uh, group stage. Uh, they had also Fenerbahce and Ren. So after this long introduction, what can we mm. say about this uh, classic Europa Conference League match, I would say? First of all, I gotta say that I love when we have the situations where a team meets in, in July or August and suddenly we see them back in February, we love to follow these things. Uh, so this is just, you know, just um, it shows us how the, all the, uh, the draws are made and suddenly you got these mixes. Uh, so it's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, one of those NBA playoff games. Suddenly you got another, another two games to complete a series. Um, and, and yeah, this is going to be good. First of all, both teams, very good in the league, top of the league. And it's not a, you know, it doesn't happen often. Ike Larnica never won the Cypriot, Cypriot League. Dnipro has won the Soviet League the, for the We've previous... We've been talking about it. Sorry? We've been talking about it. It's not the same. Dnipro, you can't say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Le legally. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, in the previous, some players will sue us. In the that. previous incarnation, <laughs> in the Soviet League, they won in 1988. So this is not, uh, you know, it's like, it could be a... a fear of heights for both of these teams in the league, but they, we also see how good they are in Europe. Um, let's see how they do. Yeah, yes. And, and we've been talking about it in the, in the previous episodes, Dnipro without home, uh, playing away. They, they are trying to, to figure out how to continue. Um, one out of two last Ukrainian clubs left in uh, the European competitions. Uh, I'm looking now about on Aiklanaka squad, uh, Ivan Trichkovsky, the Macedonian. A lot of Spanish players there. Yes, they have uh, something with Spanish. Uh, the, all the all the squad, the, the coaching staff there are Spanish. So yeah, it's something that is more common. Uh, Spanish, Spanish players, they like the, the good weather, the beach, you know, that's why there's a lot of players in, in Cyprus. Yes, yes. And I think that the, they can make something interesting uh, in this group. Uh, Cyprus clubs not usually reaching the last stages. Another 
Another thing that why we love, uh, reason why to love the Europa Conference League to see a team like Aklanaka suddenly mm-hmm. in that stage. I mean, we loved Apoel Nicosia when they reached the quarterfinals of the Champions League in 2012. Apoel Nicosia. Oh, that's what I said. Apoel yeah, Nicosia, yeah. yeah. Well, I lost to Real Madrid back in the day. Yeah. But uh, we talked about the, the winter break and, and the effects of a very long winter break indeed. I think in this game it could be massive. Why? Because our, because the, the Seabird League did not stop besides the World Cup. It's a warm weather country. They, they also uh, returned to play before the World Cup ended. Correct, yeah. So we're talking about a few months of, of uh, you know, nonstop action. Uh, the team is in good shape and good form. Uh, they're hot. And Dnipro haven't played since they have a very long winter break. And this is their first game, their f- first official game since the beginning of what, November or something around that. And uh, this, is the, this is the matchup where this could have a big effect. Interesting, interesting. I am looking about the, on the history of Aiklanaka in European competition. Uh, I think it's, it might be one of the greatest moments alongside with the goalless draw in 1997 Cup Winners Cup against Barcelona. <laughs> I think so. Well, from that match to the next match, uh, Group F gave us uh, Ghent in the second place. Uh, after the shocking Jogarden from Sweden, uh, more than Shamrock Rovers also played in that group. Uh, another conference league knockouts for all their rivals. Karabakh from Azerbaijan finished third after Freiburg and Nantes. And amazing Olympiakos that uh, already knocked out mm-hmm. from Europe. Um, That's a strong group. Yes, yes, yes. And Karabakh is a... Uh, Another, uh, I said that they played in the knockouts last year, uh, eliminated in the same round against Marseille. Mm-hmm. Another francophone team for them, a francophone opponent. Uh, Ghent, the, the way they finished the group, very similar to, the, to this of Anderlecht, uh, their, uh, the, the other Belgian team. They, they had to do a must-win game in, in, the, in the last round. They did it. They're here. It wasn't easy at all. Um, they're not having such a good season in the league, but we remember them. Uh, they maybe want to redo a, a great campaign like the 2017 Europa League. They got to the quarterfinals back then. Um, they have Vadis Ojija Ofo, uh, one of the most experienced players. The eternal one. The one of the most experienced players in this round, over 100 European games to his name. I'm not sure how many of those we have right now in this round. He also, and he's playing, he's playing well. He even scored a great goal against Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, of course. And Karabakh uh, trying to, 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 to make something interesting. Um, a bit, uh, not a lot of uh, really famous names, but they are really experienced. That, that's what I can say about the, the Azeri squad. Yeah, they, they also started this, the European season very early in one of the first uh, qualifying rounds of the Champions League. And uh, they got to the playoffs. And so it means they... Uh, had maybe four knockout uh, rounds in in July and August, so they know how to play these away home games. Playing in uh, away at Azerbaijan is very difficult. Their their teams have a very good record there, especially Karabag. So it's gonna be a good one. However, they did sell uh, one of their best players in the in the in, in the winter. Kadi, the Brazilian player, was sold to uh, Krasnodar. Yes, and um, counting the numbers, only one defeat in the last 14 mm. home matches. Mm-hmm. The, their only defeat 
was against Marseille in the <laughs> Conference League knockout last year. So optimism yeah. for both sides here. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why we are here for. We are here for optimism. Yes, that, that's why the Conference League to give each each team a reason to look forward to. Yes, indeed. And we are moving on to Group G. Uh, CFR Cluj last year failed in the group stage. At this time, they are qualifying from a really tight group. Uh, mm. with the Sivaspol, Slavia, Prague and Balkany Lazio they are their opponents uh, we'll look to continue we talk, when we spoke about Fiorentino we talked about Italian legacy now let's talk about Roman legacy um, their group in the Europa League was, was completely insane both, uh, both of these groups Cluj, uh, Sivaspor, Slavia and Balkany and it, it was tight but it, it, in it, the end the, the there were times where it was all even in goals and in points and that's how the, the Lazio group yes, finished. Lazio group ended even all Amazing. even, everyone with the same uh, amount of points, 8 points uh, by goal difference they qualified it's incredible how rare stage. that is um, so what can we say about this match I think for Lazio this is they they cannot afford to themselves to, to be in the same situation as Roma last year and and fail. They they can't see this as an opportunity to just oh, okay conference league we'll just put on our second team. No, you have your main rivals who won this competition last year and are very proud of it. We know how Jose Mourinho has tattooed mm -hmm. the conference league on his on his arm. Our hero. Our so hero. Lazio, this is bragging rights of the city here. We they want to show Roma we can do the same thing. Yeah, of course. And when we are looking about Lazio squad, something interesting to, to say about it? Well, what is what, what I found interesting is that uh, their Romanian defender uh, against a Romanian rival, Stefan Radu, who's in the team for 15 years. Uh, unfortunately, he was left out of the squad. Uh, I was expecting maybe to see him in this game. And he also announced that this is going to be his last season in the club for sure, perhaps even retiring. Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. And, um, well, we, we've been talking about Cluj uh, more than once here. Um, we didn't talk about their players. None of them will say something, uh, someone is that is will be familiar with more. Someone is not uh, into it, actually. They have some interesting names, like Ciprian Deak, uh, one of the veteran Romanian, Vidio Hoban. That is still playing. He was uh, quit and returned, retired and returned more than once. So I hope I hope he is in the Europa Conference League squad. Uh, sometimes he's out, sometimes he's in. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, but four, forty years old. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And the most interesting, their coach Dan Petrescu, a legendary, legendary player, former Chelsea player, won the the Cup Winners Cup and more and more uh, titles and uh, five uh, consecutive titles yes and what's interesting is also that that Petrescu Ciprandiak a few more players met Lazio in the 2019-2020 Europa League group stage uh, they were all there um, I think each team went at home but eventually Cluj have qualified and Lazio were eliminated so uh, Lazio have memories from from this Romanian team and they want to get some revenge. So let's look for the revenge for the Romanians against the Romans. Mm. And the last match, Group H, uh, Basel, 
once a top name and in the recent years they are struggling in the Swiss League uh, in the conference league they also had a bit challenging uh, times and uh, then they finished second behind Slovan Bratislava uh, at least they didn't fall against Punic and Jalgiris uh, they will travel to Turkey they will play against Trabzonspor it's a tragic story uh, it's the, it will be the first official football match in Turkey since the earthquake last, last week. Um, I would say horrible scenes from Turkey. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of reports about uh, clubs that uh, withdraw from the league. So basically it's, a, it's, really, mm-hmm. it's going to be mm-hmm. a really complicated situation uh, for Trabzonspor in the uh, Europa League. They finished in the third place in their group behind Ferenc Varos in Monaco, knocked out Cervena uh, Zvezda. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think this is going to be a very emotional game, uh, especially the first uh, game, uh, game being uh, in Turkey. Um, I don't know what to expect there, but um, it, it must affect Trabzonspor mentally as a team, the players. Nobody has focused on football for the past week, week and a half. Players have been all over donating and trying to help any way they can. Just uh, absolutely terrible what's happened there. But uh, if we want to talk football, I think Trabzonspor were very unlucky last year. We saw them in, in the qualifying round of the, of the Conference League. And they faced Roma, a very, very tough draw. Roma went on to win the, the whole competition. And we saw how, how good Trabzonspor was last year. They won the Turkish League. So I thought I think we could have enjoyed more from them last year if they had the chance. Uh, it didn't happen, but now they're here. Let's see what they got. They're not as strong as last year, but they're still a very good team with great names. Bakasetas, Hamšik, uh, all these players could be very good. By the way, a great season for Turkey. Four clubs left in the European competition. Three in the Conference League, more than any other uh, uh, country. Uh, beside Trabzonspor, we have in the next round uh, Istanbul, Başakşehir, and Sivaspor that mm. are waiting for the winners uh, in the round of 16. So they basically want to continue the great football season if of uh, Turkey. Uh, I don't know if Basel can make something really. I know that Trabzonspor is in a bad situation, but Basel is looking like they're not the same. They are not a good club anymore, I would say. I, yeah, the, the way they look in the league, uh, just look at the table. Yeah, Young boys have became the new Basel, basically. And then it's just the rest of the Swiss league. Everyone's battling for relegation. Everyone's battling for second place. Basel are five, place, uh, five points from the bottom, five, five points from second place, uh, something around that. And, and you just don't know where their season is going to go. And uh, managerial changes, uh, the legendary Alexander Frey was their coach from the beginning of the season, the, the Swiss striker. I think he's the top scorer of the Swiss national team, if I'm not mistaken. He was fired last week. Interim manager, who is the sporting director, German Heiko Vogel. Um, and this is the second occasion where Heiko Vogel is brought um, to save the team after a managerial change. It happened also in 2011 where um, uh, Torsten Fink uh, left the team to coach in the Bundesliga, and they brought him as an interim coach. He, he, was, a very, he was very successful, brought them into the quarterfinal of the Champions League, where they lost to Bayern Munich, if, I'm, if I recall. So this trick has worked in the past for Basel, but they're, so, they're a much weaker team than we remember. 
Yes, yes. So, um, that was all our eight matches. Uh, I think you picked your, your best. Fiorentina uh, Braga, for sure. Fiorentina Braga. Do you, do you have any other choice? Uh, no, actually, when I'm looking at the list, this is the the best club between two clubs that are both worth a place in the round of 16. And we would be surprised from any... Any may, result there? May, maybe we can split it from the, the early round of games. Uh, at, um, was it 6.45 Eastern? Uh, sorry, 6.45 uh, Central European time. Braga Fiorentina. And then you have the, the late window. Maybe we want to choose the, the best game from there because our viewers need to choose a game to watch. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Let's see the list of the matches. Um, I think that... Mm, 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 I will take Sharif to Raspol Partizan. Mm. Because uh, of the drama, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Only because of the drama. We love drama. Um, and thankfully, the, the, all the, the popular uh, people will watch Barcelona, Manchester United in the Europa League in the earlier hour so they could join us in a Moldovan mm -hmm. uh, drama. Moldovan-Serbian drama. They will love the entertainment that our competition it brings. It will be better for sure than Barcelona against Manchester Can't United. Can't wait. Yes, we both can't wait. Um, so that's it for the first leg of the knockout stage, but not everything uh, because there are much more. To, there is much more to come. Uh, follow Babagol in social media. Uh, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have a new TikTok uh, for more coverage from Europa Let's Conference go. League. And not only the Europa Conference League. Uh, we also have a special recap, as usual, on Friday with the best moments uh, from the matches on Thursday. And then Roy Fab, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Yossi Medina. We were conference call by Baba Goal, and we will be here once again next week with all the best of Europe's best football competition. Until next time, keep football real. <laughs>